Well, we're now recording in clean feed. Which is really what counts. I've been using clean feed a lot this week. Uh, the other day when I, because I brought Sean in on clean feed because I was able to control the clips and I had the login for this account and not his and Steven's, obviously. So I just sent him the static link and he jumped in and we did our recording and I ran the clips and, uh, you know, we had fun with that. Well, see, we recorded two segments. The first segment went fine. And then I stopped that recording and I started a second recording and the second segment went fine. And then I just walked away from the computer. I left Microsoft edge open, Sean left and I just walked away. I forgot to stop recording. So the next day when Uh I went in there, we had like over a thousand, I think it was like 1400 minute recording. Wow. Yeah, because it was like 23 hours or 21 hours or something like that. It was ridiculous. So so speaking yeah. of the fact that you use clean feed, which is awesome because you're doing a thing that I would like you to do more of, which is use clean feed when you're recording. Um, you also were a guest or no, not a guest. You were not a guest. You co-hosted with Sean this week for Double Tap. So that episode actually went live today as we're recording this, which is Friday, September 8th, I think. Yep, yep. Um, so if you're hearing this on Monday or after the fact, uh, go check out that episode of Double Tap. We'll put a link in the show notes. And if Michael is queued up, he could play the bumper here. But if he's not, then we'll pretend like I never said this. Yeah, we'll pretend like you never said it because I thought about doing that, but I don't know the stipulations for Mr. F and running ads and stuff. Uh, I don't know if if I can use that content. Ah, so we're actually going to leave that in because uh, that's a good point. I did not think about that. So it's a good thing I did not set up clean feed today because I was just going to cure it up in the clips and just play it. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, Mike stepped in for, uh, filled in, I would say, for Stephen. on the 8th of September. Good episode. I, I listened to it already. Uh, I was going to ask really you, a, if you got show. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So after I talked to you on the phone this morning, actually, I went and checked and it was already up. So nice. Uh, fast turnaround for them. Yeah, I think they put it up when the episode goes live. Because anyone who doesn't know, we're going to give you a trade secret. Double Tap is pre-recorded. Now, the show Steven is launching on Thursday is not pre-recorded. That's going to be a live TV show launching on the 14th. So check out AMI.ca for more details. It's a access tech, but not blindness specific. So, Uh and it's going to be on TV. Yeah. I think the conversation you and Sean had about uh, cameras and, and can you see me centered head and Sean's admission, which I, I, I have to agree with uh i'm still not super comfortable with video yeah uh at all like i kind of don't know how i feel about it Uh, but and we've pointed this out before on the show uh for sure but you know be mindful when you're using a camera uh webcam or your iphone as a webcam as michael does uh that your camera picks up a lot more than you think it does i know it picks up a lot more than i think it does uh, i've learned <laughs> that lesson from be my uh be my, be my eyes beta uh but yeah good good episode uh some interesting discussions you got into a discussion i won't give away the whole show i promise but you guys got into a discussion that i really think is worth people listening to uh because it it, it touches on a thing that I also struggle with, um, which is number one, you ask, 
uh, you actually on a question about his neighbors, and that mm. led down this discussion here. Yeah, that was a really good discussion. Yeah, and totally not planned. <laughs> right. That that's the cool thing about it. It's like that was just a random question, uh, and it, it led into a, a very in depth discussion about navigating the world around you as a blind person, how we handle social interaction. So uh, definitely worth people going to listen. I'm not going to even give a whole bunch of information. Mike's going to open his mouth to say something that was said in the conversation. I'm leaving it right there because I really want you to go check out the episode of Double Tap. Link in the show notes. Yes, link in the show notes, and you'll find out how Sean got to know all of his neighbors. I don't recommend everyone go do that, but. <laughs> that does lead me to a question that I wanted to ask. Like, what is with this when people, like, have a fall or something, and they want to throw blankets on you? Like, uh-huh. what is the, you know, I mean, I get going into shock or something, like, but, like, why pile blankets on me? Like, could you put them maybe under me, too, because I'm laying on the ground? Like, can, right. Can we, Right, it's cold ground too. Cold ground. Right. <laughs> Although yeah, really? they just don't want to move you because you know then they could cause more damage. But still, the under yeah. of me is cold. The under of me, the bottom of me. Is cold. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, really good episode, man. I think you guys did well. Yeah, it's fun. It was fun. So you got something new this week? So I did. I don't know. Did we tease this last week? I don't remember. Mm, I think we may have vaguely teased it. Well, at any rate, I did get something new. I had Only a, I went back and listened to our show. I know, right? <laughs> I would know what I said or what I said that was on it, that was in the actual published episode if I went back and listened. But anyhow, uh, I did pick up a, so Tia found me on Amazon, a pretty nice, and we will link to it in the show notes uh, for anybody interested. But uh, she found me a pretty nice sit-stand desk. Uh, so it's adjustable height desk. It's one of those that is infinitely adjustable, so there's not, immediate fixed heights that it goes to like i can adjust it to where i need it to between i want to say 24 inches up to 48 inches okay uh i could have those numbers slightly wrong uh they have three models of the particular or three sizes of the particular desk that i that, that i bought which are uh 40 inches and this is your width so you're sitting at the desk so left to right i Think of that as width, but some people may consider it a length. So I'm just describing if you're sitting at the desk from your left to your right, you got 40 inches, 48 and 55. Uh, I went with the 55 because the desk I had prior to that was turns out like 65 inches. <laughs> so I was like, I can't give up that much space, uh, but pretty easy to put together. So it actually got her early. Uh, I think I may have to. I know I talked to Michael about it last week. And expected ship was expected delivery date was actually today. So I wasn't sure if it was going to arrive in time to have put it together for this week's show or not. Uh, but it arrived yesterday. No, it arrived Wednesday. Wednesday is when it arrived. Uh, and we put it together yesterday. So I cleaned out the office. My old desk was repurposed. It is now the basis of what is going to be a new TV stand that I'm going to build around that desk. So it currently has our television sitting on it. Uh, it also took my Mac Mini out of the back office and took that up front, too, because at the moment, that's the most sensible place to put it. It already had a place to sit. Uh, nice shelf under the desk. But, uh, yeah, sit-stand desk is nice. This one actually has physical buttons, so it's not anything like the one that Michael had because i think you've changed this now too uh but this one has a uh physical kind of remote control that you attach to the underside of the desk and has an up button a down button and then 
Photo. Let me count them. one, two, three, four presets uh, that you could set. I wonder if so you got the same desk that Mallory got that I ended up with. Does yours have a shelf on the back? It does not have a shelf on the back. Okay, so it's just one flat surface? Yep. Okay, then nope. Would have been cool if I had a shelf on the back. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, I may put a shelf on the back. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be hard to do. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty nice, pretty easy to put together. Uh, figuring out storage now because I'm used to having desk drawers to throw crap in that I just need to get off my desk very quickly. Uh, so probably going to go with some of the. There's probably a name for these that people refer to them by, but I just call them plastic drawers, and they're just like a little frame with plastic drawers, sort of like what a nightstand would look like, except it's made out of plastic. What do they call those, Mike? <laughs> plastic drawers. <laughs> uh, but the overall experience of putting this together man you know look getting my old desk out of here was a pain in the butt uh, mm. but getting this one put together was super easy uh, they pretty nice packaging uh simple parts not a whole lot of small stuff all of the screws were the same size so you didn't have to figure oh, out oh nice. do i need the a screws or the b screws for this it's like they're all the same size screws uh, except for the two that screw the uh, controller to the underside of the desk. Uh, those were different, but they were also in completely different packaging. So okay. uh, everything else is the same size. Uh, really, honestly, I got to say, like, if I were a little bit more handy and had a little bit more experience with, uh, you know, robotics and, and, and motors and stuff like that, I could have built this. Mm. I probably wouldn't have thought to build it the way that they did it, but I would have, I, you know, you could very easily build this. So all it really is, it has a nice frame, you know, for the feet, uh, has two separate legs on either side. And there's just a rod that is running through. When you press the up button, it turns the actuator one way and that raises it. You press the other button and it turns it the opposite way and lowers it. So pretty simple design, but also, you know, not anything overly complicated. Um, about the, the the process of using it, so you know, Mike had this fancy desk with uh, touch screens and charging ports and stuff. And at the time of purchase, when I bought this, so the fifty five inch version of this was only one ninety nine on Amazon, uh, which I thought was a pretty good deal. And for what I ended up getting, I, I'm, I'm very satisfied with the purchase in general. Yeah, I think it's taking you nine months to get one because we talked about it when I got mine back in was it really December somewhere around there. Uh, from Costco, and now you've got one. And are you standing, or do you not have enough information to to determine if you're going to be standing more or using it? So I don't have enough information to determine that because I basically put it. So to to step back a little bit or rewind a little bit. So moving this was not just a factor. Oh, take the old desk out, put this one together, and set it up. It was like no, I really had to like kind of tear apart my whole office. Uh because I also changed the location of my desk in here. So it's now facing the wall uh, versus the other one that was facing out into the room because I have much more space. So now I have more space in the office to move around as well. I think I'm going to stand. Uh, I, I don't have information to say like, oh, yeah, for sure. Because basically when I started moving stuff yesterday with the move, like I literally had to take my whole bed apart in order mm-hmm. to get the old desk out. So that was a big project yesterday moving this stuff out. Um, today has been mostly trying to clean up after the aftermath. So like re con- you know, moving the network stuff around, moving the router and the modem and stuff around and also, uh, running cables in such a way that when I, st- 
raise it to stand. I'm not yanking stuff off the desk. Uh, a good tip for anybody if you're doing this yourself. Set the desk up at its highest possible height or as high as you know you will possibly use it as you're connecting things mm-hmm. together as you're putting them on your desk. And then that way when you use either Velcro or cable ties or anything like that to, to clean up a you know, little bit of the, the mess back there, you know they're not going to yank when you go up. Uh, you'll get a little extra slack when you come down, but that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Does yours have a hole in it to run cables it does. through? It does have a hole. It is not large enough for some things to go through, uh, okay. but it also has like the piece that sits there is kind of like plastic and removable. So if it becomes too annoying, I can totally yank it out. I have a whole rectangle of space to run stuff through. This desk sounds a lot like the one that I ended up with from Mallory. The only thing is, is the one that we have is a shelf on the back of this one. It's got that rod uh, across the bottom of the desk that turns one way to go up and turns the other way to go down. Mm-hmm. It has a little control panel with the same amount of buttons that screwed to the desk, which is immediately to my right. Um, and I don't know the height that it goes to, but it's, I'll have Mallory find the desk that she bought and we'll see if it's, if it's similarly branded. Probably the same. I would or say maybe the same they model. just forgot to put your shelf in your box with yours. Nope. This was not supposed to have a shelf. <laughs> uh, was yours two pieces like the, the, the yes. top of it or is like the flat surface on top would be, it was two pieces that you had to put together. Mm, I don't remember. I don't. Oh yes, it is. Yep. Yep, there's like okay. a crease about halfway through yep. the desk, and the back part has a shelf that's screwed onto the top of it, and then the front part just obviously doesn't have a shelf. Gotcha. Yeah. So it sounds very much like the same, exact same desk that I have. It just, you know, probably same manufacturer, possibly, just this was right. not the model with the shelf. Yeah. Uh, but that's why I said I could also easily add a shelf because I could easily, you know, screw oh, yeah. something onto the back of it. Yeah, it just shelf. screws on from the bottom of the desk into the shelf itself, which gives you a couple of cubby holes too. Because I recently switched desks. Uh, Mallory took my sit-stand desk to her office, uh, mainly because they were rearranging and they needed the room. And her sit-stand desk is a lot longer than uh, mine was. But mine was a lot deeper, and so we've actually rotated mine, so I am sitting facing the cubicle walls I said I'd never go back to, and now I'm back in cubicle walls. And behind me is the window, which I have not done AMI, so they may have something to say about that, Um, but I'm going to try to move over to my right when I'm doing video, so behind me is not just the glare of the window. Force Glimpse the Worst will put a curtain up there and... uh, drop that down so it it eliminates some of the lighting because that's my biggest concern is the lighting coming from behind you because yet again until you're on tv or video you don't really think about how lighting coming from behind you is different than lighting coming from in front of you Mm -hmm. that is actually one of our concerns now since i'm facing the way that i'm facing uh is one i definitely got to put up some sound dampening stuff up here at some point because i sound echoey to me Uh, i can hear it through my headphones uh, and it's going to drive me nuts for the next week or so. <laughs> Just being honest. Don't worry. Uh, but also, deverb on your track. Well, yeah, see, man, we got that. You know, we got we got that uh, RX D reverb. That is really amazing considering <laughs> how is. bad of audio I've heard it clean up before. It is magic. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's one thing. And also now the light is more over my left shoulder 
coming down as opposed to having been in front of me at the other setup. But that is one, of, again, that's one of those things you don't really think about. Uh, and I think most people, not even, it's not even a, you know, I would say blindness specific thing. Uh, it's just a thing. Like if you don't do video or you're not doing video where the quality is very, very well checked like it is with AMI uh, and other situations, you don't realize that light coming from behind you is not great because it makes you look like you're sitting in a shadow. You need something either it really the best light in a good place to hear about this type of stuff, like talked about in a in a very accessible, and in this case, I mean accessible in the sense they're not using a bunch of terminology that you don't understand, uh, is office hours. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I have picked up a lot of good tips about lighting, uh, listening to office hours. Uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, and also just listening to one of the guys who, who was the starter of office hours, Alex Lindsay on MacBreak Weekly, just talking about lighting in general. Uh, you know, ideally, if you're able to set it up yourself, even if it means getting like some portable lights, uh, being lit from the side or more indirectly is better than light directly behind you or light directly in front of you. So everybody who went out and bought ring lights, they're like, yeah, this is amazing. Like, you're probably okay, but it's not the best lighting for you. Uh, from an amateur who doesn't know anything about anything in that space. Well, good. Glad to know that that is a good investment. Uh, sounds like you're pretty happy with that investment. Oh yeah, man. It's a little bit smaller, so more maneuverable. So if I decide I need to change things around, it's much easier to move. Um, and for me, I think standing up, like I said, I think I'm going to end up standing up quite a bit as I've been, you know, putting stuff back together and getting stuff set up and, and all of that, figuring out the space, uh, and basically getting rid of a whole bunch of boxes I had over here too that I need to throw away. Uh, I have had the desk up at standing height. So as I was checking audio stuff, uh, before getting a clean feed, I had it up, so I was standing at it. So it seems pretty comfortable. That is awesome. And you're not going to use it standing all the time because I don't. But when no. you have that flexibility, especially like yesterday, I got Friday finds a little late. Uh, Lynn was having some technical issues. And so I, I got it, and uh, we had just finished dinner. So I walked in over here to my office, and the desk was standing. And I just got the threw my headphones on, got the work done that I needed to get done, uh, got it scheduled, and then walked away. And I didn't even think about it, uh, that I didn't have to sit down. I just walked up to it like a counter, got my stuff done because the keyboard's where I want it to be, and then moved on with my day. And yeah. I was pacing while I was doing it to get my pedometer plus plus things up because <laughs> I sat most of yesterday. So that is one thing I thought about. I was like, I got to think about the setup of this because now I have enough space to actually walk. Like if I slide uh, the chair over to the right and I'm standing up, like I actually have enough space to walk around. I was like, man, I got to figure out how to how to do Zoom meetings where I'm just walking around. AirPods, uh, possibly. Lapel for Zoom meetings. Yeah, but then I got to get a whole wireless set up. True, because those wires, they, uh, they can get tangled. Uh-huh. Uh, so I've been thinking about that too because I was like, oh, I actually got the room to walk around in here. Right? I could, you know, pace back and forth or something, which is something that I often want to do and I can't do, so I tend to fidget with stuff on my desk. Mm. Uh, shout out to the ACB of Oregon for this fidget toy spinner <laughs> thing I got a couple of years ago, man. <laughs> Oh, uh, as well as the uh, what is the other thing I used to fidget? I fidget with a lot. Uh, the mini, the mini, mini, mini versus late mini. Ah, okay. 
Okay. I was going to say the Mini Vision 2, you don't have that yet. Uh, Versus Slate Mini, uh, the Blind Shell. Yes, the Blind Shell is horrible for me because I'll sit here and start pushing buttons and forget that I don't have the aux cable plugged in. So people hear my phone turn on or, or you know, the Blind Shell talking while I'm on a call and I don't even think about it and it just uh, people. Uh, more recently, the Hable. Uh, yes, yes. Ah, we can mention that now. We. Because it's going in the newsletter. So, yeah, man. Which I need to take a look that. at. What do you and think? I've been playing with the Able. So, my honest opinions about the Able are I like that it exists. I think it is a good form factor for some people, uh, especially if you're already used to the screen away mode that uh, both Android and iOS have adopted for Braille screen input. Uh, okay, Mark didn't correct me. So, it is a release. All right. Cool. <laughs> it's like, wait, did Android ever actually drop that in, in nope. Talkback? I can't remember. Yep, Android put it in Talkback. Okay, it's like I, I remember testing it before it was released, but uh, yeah, let me pull that back. But anyway, I, I think it's it is grown on me in ways that I hadn't thought about. Uh, just hearing about it, I think actually physically holding one has made a big difference for me. Um, the commands. Another thing I really like about it is that. Uh, Hable's engineering team really took a lot of time ensuring that you had full capabilities as you would with a regular standard Bluetooth keyboard when it comes to navigation commands and, and system level commands uh, in iOS. And I'm also assuming Android because I still haven't tested with Android yet. Uh, I just found a Pixel that I need to charge up. <laughs> that yeah, tells you the, how much he uses the Pixel. Yeah, it was in the bottom of a bag. So, but it, it, and the thing I like about it too is that it connects to your phone as though it's a Bluetooth keyboard. Here's the reason I'm mentioning the fact that they did a lot of work to give you those, those extra commands because it shows up as a Bluetooth keyboard, which means unlike any braille display or, or braille display device that, that exists right now, I can wake up my iPhone with this. Ah, I just did it. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just like having a Bluetooth keyboard connected. It's going to take a while for anybody that has this to master, you know, get comfortable with the navigation commands outside of the basics that you're going to use. But I, I don't think anybody has to memorize all of them because nobody uses all of them. Uh, there are commands that I forget about on iOS until I accidentally do one or somebody else mentions it. Like the fact that there's an item chooser on the iPhone. I know that this exists. I never mm. think about it. Uh, so pretty nice device, comfortable uh, build quality, I feel, is, is pretty good, and it also charges over USB-C. The only downside at the moment, or the major downside for me at the moment with it, is the fact that it only allows connecting to one device at a time, so it does not have device switching capabilities. Uh, but that is some feedback I have given to people at Hable, so we'll see what happens. Have you downloaded the Hable app? I have not, because I forgot that there was an app. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you'll have to get that and play with it. Let me know what you think. Yeah, uh, I need to get that because that's also you, how you do your updates. I was going to uh, say, have you done the updates then or you haven't yet? Nope. Because I, I wonder if that might update. give you a different experience a little bit. Uh, I have not done the updates because I completely forgot about the Hable app. Uh, big thing. Until it came up in conversation and uh, you know, I, I was asked about my thoughts on the fact that there's not an Android app yet. I was like, well, you know, I know that's a more difficult lift there but yeah i do need to install the Hable app because there's probably updates since i got this one. there is there well i don't know maybe 
Uh, if you're interested in the Habel, head on over to 18guys.com and get on the mailing list because you'll be able to get the first details about that. Um, I tried a new app out yesterday because being on Double Tap, you or in, in live radio environments, you have to be precise with your timing. And yes. this app is something that I'm going to play with as well for my Kelly and Romeo segment, because unfortunately I don't get the feedback that sometimes I get all the time, which tells me how much time's left in the segment. So I think this will be important uh, to, to know. And what I was doing was setting a timer on my Apple watch. And then I would go on mute and tell Siri because Siri will not show you your timer in watch OS 10 on the lock screen. You have to ask Siri or open the timer uh, application to see how much time is left. And guess what? If you let your watch go to sleep on watch OS 10 beta and you leave the timer open, it just takes you back to the home screen. It doesn't bring you back into the timer when you wake your watch up. So that did not work out for me very well. Uh, so I reached out to Stephen. I'm like, hey, so what do you do? Because this is uh, what what you're on. And a lot of times you record the Mac, or you record on the Mac. So what tool are you using? And he introduced me to, have you heard of Good Timer? I have not heard of Good Timer. Heard good, of Good Task, but not yeah. Good Timer. Yeah, Good Timer is a $4 app. Well worth the $4. I bought it in the app store and it is a very simple interface. Uh, when you open up good timer, you're put on a screen that allows you to enter a time. And by default, it's going to give you minutes, seconds, milliseconds. You can go under the, um, timer menu and then go down to smallest time unit shown sub menu. And I changed it over to minutes and seconds because that's all I really care about. Uh, and so it's an edit field and you put in your time. So if I know I have 14 minutes, I put in 14 colon zero zero. And then I can tab or use VO right arrow to get to reset or start. But once I get to reset, for example, I can just hit S and that automatically starts the timer for me. And then uh, if I hit S again, it'll stop it. And then if I hit R, that will reset the timer for you, uh, which is really all I need. So now if I hit S right now, that switches the start to stop. And uh, I've set my number one hotspot with voiceover to be on the countdown timer. So anywhere that I am in the operating system, I can hit command VO one and it tells me 1346. Uh, so that gives me the details without switching my view of how much time is left. So I don't have to switch out of my notes or, or switch from wherever I am while I'm doing a live segment. And then if I need to bring up the interface, let's say we're recording and we want to take it again, I just hit right option G and that brings me to good timer, puts my focus on the stop button, or I just tap the S key and that stops and then R will reset it. So a uh, very simple interface. I really like this app. Uh, I would have never bought it if Steven hadn't recommended it to me because I'd have been like, why the hell do I want to spend $4 on a timer? I almost didn't even buy it yesterday. And I'm like, no, nah, I got to, I got to do what the professionals are doing. Wow, did that sentence just come out of my mouth? I got to do what Steven is doing and uh, be able to use some of the <laughs> same timers and tools that they're using. Um, it does send you notifications. By default, it's going to give you a persistent notification. And I'm not fond of the sound that it uses, but uh, you can go in and disable persistent notification to make it just do a beep, 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 which is what it does. And then once it does that three times, then you know your timer's up. Um, and yeah, good 
good timer is a good pick from me for if you need something in a live environment or if you just need a timer. It does appear to only do one timer, which I'm thankful for because I don't want it to be overcomplicated. Oh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. So I'm going to give a recommendation that may have worked or may not have worked for you uh, because I'm not on the watch beta at all. Um, But it's an avenue to explore. Set up a recording work uh, watch face, not workspace, watch face. Uh, And when you're recording, you have a timer on that and you could tie it to a focus mode for recording. So, you know, it automatically switches that watch face up and you have a widget for your... Uh, not a widget. What do they call them? A watch complication. Away. Think complication for the timer. Uh, could also be a solution there. Huh. That could work too. And and uh, yeah. So Demasi should set that up and see if he can get it to work properly. Yeah. Well, neither I'm one of us are going to do it. I mean, I'll do it because I'm I'm still working on focus modes. Actually. Ah. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm still I'm still you know. For me, and I'm probably putting way too much thought into it, but I, I have some very specific requirements of what I want to happen in certain cases. I'm also standing up, by the way, now. Uh, you know, if anybody cares. <laughs> I am standing. I have a question for you about this. Since you have this desk, too, have you figured out how to do the presets? No. How to set the presets? Okay. Nope. Sure haven't. All right. Yeah. So I'm mine thinking. has one, two, three, four, five, six buttons. The... Uh, one Left closest to me is going to be up. up. The, the next sec- one is down. Yep. The and third one have- is a preset that is now dropping my desk down. And oh, you see, you should have pushed it. <laughs> and then uh, the fourth one, I think, is another preset. Yep, that looks like another preset that is dropping the desk down. Um, and then the fifth one is a preset. And the sixth one is a preset too, I think. Or maybe that's a lock. Anyways. I could, yours beeps. Mine does not make noise. Yours does not beep? Nope. Ah, okay. Mine beeps, but I don't know why it's beeping at me. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I, did, I did start to freak out the other day because my desk was not adjusting. And I couldn't figure out why I checked. Everything was all plugged in. Didn't know what was going on. Well, there's a box on the bottom right of my desk that the power cord plugs into and i did not realize that the power cord could could come out of that box so it was plugged into the to the travel charger that we have with at guys and the other end was not plugged into the desk and it had knocked itself out so uh, that Uh was that was a lesson learned so this one that i have actually has the uh so there's one power cord that you plug in it's a three prong nope no it's not it's this big huge enormous wall block thing (laughs) like it's man it's ridiculous how big it is but the uh, actual connections for power you know for the controller to control the the, uh, motor are like two cables Uh, one goes from the controller to the power cord and one goes from the controller to the actual motor Uh, and they're they have kind of a slick little somewhat locking system like enough force would yank it out but you're not going to casually disconnected figuring out cable management now though that's going to be a whole new thing yeah. oh they also included some uh cable ties uh the the, the adjustable cable ties like mm-hmm. you can tie them but you can release them uh they had uh adhesive on one side if you peel the backing off so i was like oh cool so i have some cables right now are adhesively cable tied to the bottom of the desk hey 
That's good cable management there. That's a hell of a lot better than me. I got cables running all over the place. Uh, Jeff brought up a topic that we want to go more in depth into in the near future, but do you want to give a quick overview of some of your things that come to mind, or do you want to save that for the October 2nd episode? So I will save it for the October episode, but I'll let people know what the, um, what the topic is going to be in case you want to chime in on Mastodon with your tips and we'll try to gather those in about things that you change. Um, so Jeff recently got a Mac. I think mm-hmm. it's a whole problem. I don't know. Jeff didn't talk to me, man. You tell people what Jeff said. I, I don't know what he said. <laughs> so Jeff me. got a Mac, called me and said, hey, when I press the function key, it keeps popping up this emoji panel. I'm like, oh yeah, I just changed that setting every time I reset a Mac because I do that on a regular basis, but I don't even think about it. It's one of those things that I go in and I do and I only think about it when it's not working the way it should. Mm-hmm. So Jeff made the suggestion that we record on Technically Working, a episode where we go in depth about uh, detail about settings that we change in Mac OS or settings that we change in VoiceOver. I'm sure he's at some point going to be interested in some of the apps we use on macOS, but right now he's primarily thinking, what settings do you change and what modifications do you make in order to make your Mac work the way you want it to? And for me, uh, numpad commander is amazing. So we'll talk more about my numpad commander setup on that show because I'm going to be out of town the weekend before we publish. So we got to get something put together before then. So you get your content on Monday. So, yep. So we'll be putting that together and I'm actually going to reach out. Uh, one, I'm going to put out a call to anybody listening that is a Windows user. If you have specific settings that you change immediately upon getting a new Windows computer or reinstalling Windows, uh, we'd love to hear those. And I'm going to reach out to uh, your co-host of the day, Mr. Sean Priest, because it sounds like he recently just had to set up his Windows computer again too to see uh-huh. if he has any suggestions for the Windows people because I know what I do on a Mac. What do I do on Windows? I open Parallels and uh, I use it and then I close it. Like, I don't think I've changed any of the settings in Windows at all. Uh-huh. So be be a good uh, uh, alternative for those using Windows. And then maybe we'll come back around and do like iOS or something like that at some point. Although the iOS settings have gotten outrageous. But we'll wait till everybody's on the same or generally available to yeah. be on the same operating system before we even cover that because there's new stuff in 17. I have decided, where well, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but the reason I'm not on the beta is because I had to travel. They got to a point I was like, you know, I'll just go through the whole summer without getting on anybody's beta because uh, I don't think I've done that in, I don't, probably since I first was able to get a beta probably. Yeah, so this will be, you, you, you haven't even played with 17 yet. Nope, not at all. Ah, I was so. going to put it on my iPad. And I had to wipe my iPad for some reason because I tried to turn it on and like it was on like that DFU screen or something. So I had uh. to completely reinstall the OS and I haven't finished it. <laughs> uh, that is, that's good. So something's coming up tomorrow. Well, tomorrow when people hear this in four days when we record yeah, this, we do you have anything you're interested to see or hear? Because I could care less, honestly. I'm not as excited as I used to be. Um, I, I've told you my thoughts about how I'd like it if USB-C really didn't come to the iPhone <laughs> and all these people were wrong. I think that would be hilarious. It's 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 going to happen, but I still think it would be hilarious. 
So, uh, yeah. So, Wikers referred to the, the, the Apple event that is on, what is that date going to be? 11, 12, 13, the 14th, I think? No, uh, on the 12th. The 14th 12th. is Thursday. Today's uh, only the yeah. 8th. Yeah, that's right. 8, 9, 10. How did I skip a bunch of numbers? <laughs> oh, no. I said I started off with 8 in my head, then I went to like 11, 12, 13, 14. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, September 12th, we're expecting new iPhones. Obviously, uh, updates to the Apple Watch. Um, what I kind of expect to see is, you know, updates to the phones across the line, uh, new Apple Watches. Uh, what else? AirPods. I think we may not see necessarily AirPod updates, but just updates to the case because I do think they're going to do USB-C. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in agreement with you, though, since we had this conversation. Like, it would be hilarious if they came out this year because next year they would have to do it. Like, everybody right. keeps saying, oh, they're being forced by the EU. They don't have to do that until next year, honestly. It would be hilarious to me if they did come out and said, oh, uh, yeah, there's no USB-C. What do you mean? We're still doing Lightning. Um, we know people were expecting USB-C, but we still feel lightning is revolutionary. We didn't see the whole point that you people see in USB. <laughs> that won't happen. I, no, I almost it, guarantee it's going to be USB-C. But. No, what I honestly think is going to happen is we'll get the iPhone, uh, what is this, 15 now? Yes. So 15 Pros uh, will have, US, so both phones will get USB-C. Uh, a USB-C port. I my expectation, or at least I say my expectation, is the Pro phones will get uh, Thunderbolt, very similar to what the iPad Pros currently have. Uh, so you can use Thunderbolt over that port. So much faster transfer speeds. I do think they'll still just put a regular USB-C cable in the box, though. And then the standard 15 uh, and 15 Plus will have a USB-C port, hopefully with at least USB three transfer speeds like you know don't stick to this too please like that's just a thing but other than that I'm, I'm not terribly excited about anything that's supposed to be happening i am curious if they're going to do a new version of the ultra the watch ultra because to me it kind of feels like it's a little soon i mean i know they just did one last year uh, they updated the apple watch last year also and they're doing that again this year but i think for the ultra i kind of feel like that watch needed two years before they did another update. Uh, and it would make was, more sense for them to release the update for the Ultra next year, which is the 10-year anniversary for the watch. Hadn't thought about it that way. I was just thinking like, I mean, geez, I know a lot of people didn't even pick this up until halfway through the cycle. Uh-huh. You don't have a lot of feedback or a lot of things that you need to go in and change about it. You know, most of the things that people want to see change weren't going to happen this year anyway, regardless, uh, because it was button arrangement or, or, or things like that that people didn't like. So I wasn't really expecting an ultra update for the watch this year. Sounds like rumors are saying we're going to get that anyway, but we'll see. Yeah, I will tune in to the event for sure so I can see what I'm buying because it's time to get Tia a new phone uh, for sure. She's on a 12 Pro Max, so uh, and she takes all the pictures. So, got to upgrade her camera. Yep, 12 Pro Max. I'm at a a 12. I'm ready to upgrade. Although I'm kind of torn because my 12 is really working fine. I only run into issues every once in a while where – it takes a couple of seconds to open an app and stuff, but it, it still works pretty well. We did trade in one of our phones that we had laying around here 
Uh, we got we locked in our trade in value now, so that way that value doesn't go down after Tuesday. With my luck, what's going to happen is Apple's going to be like, "Hey, you should have held on to your device until we release these new devices. Now we're going to give you more money for that device." But uh, I'll be pro. That probably won't. Apple yeah. give you more money for something. Yeah, no, good point. That's not going. <laughs> that's not going to happen. I have thought about what I'm going to do about upgrading. Uh, like I said, Tia for sure will get a new phone. I probably at some point during this cycle will get a new phone just because I want USB-C. That'll be the last, well, it won't be the last USB. It won't be the last lightning thing to get rid of, but it'll get me most of the way there. Because uh, I think the only thing lightning I have outside of my phone right now is the AirPod Pros that I have and a Magic Trackpad that is in a bag somewhere because I'm not using it anywhere. I forgot about that. Mallory will still have that. I forgot that that was lightning. Yep, that is still lightning. Yeah. AirPods, hopefully you'll be able to just upgrade the case. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be an option. That's why I mentioned those. Is they, they did that when they introduced wireless charging to the phone. They brought wireless charging to the case, and if you already had AirPods, you could just buy the case. So uh, that'll probably be in my future at some point as well. I lost an AirPod. Huh? I lost an AirPod not too long ago. Well, it's been like five months ago, three months ago. It was before convention. I know that. Uh, I lost one of my AirPods. So I have an AirPod case with one AirPod in it, and it works just fine. And Jeff suggested uh, that I go buy one off of, like, eBay or Woot or something and just get a single AirPod. But right now I'm just using the Shox Open Run Pros everywhere. Like that, is, <laughs> that is my headphones everywhere. Yeah, I was using those on uh, Wednesday uh, as I was preparing to start tearing stuff apart. Well, that's kind of my expectation. I don't know what I'm going to do about trading in a phone. Uh, honestly, I kind of wanted to keep Tia's 12 Pro Max around and just make that my dedicated webcam. Which means, hey, I have an Insta360 link for sale. Anybody <laughs> wants one? Uh, <laughs> is, is, is the the one you have the same one that Sean has, do you know? Yes, it is. Ah, okay, okay. I wasn't sure about that when he mentioned it, so. Yep, that is the same sort of one Sean uh, has, and I think they, maybe I don't think everybody at AMI has that camera, but I think most of the people that have cameras uh, now from uh, that do AMI routinely, like they do, uh, has that, that Insta uh, 360 link, uh, which is a decent webcam. The lady, and they bought this, you know, what, maybe a couple of years ago now, year and a half ago, right. when they started Somewhere getting into that, yeah. Uh, much cheaper. I do remember hearing Mark discussing when he was still doing double tap on Saturdays, discussing the cameras and that one camera that they had looked at. Like it was like four hundred bucks, and you know, four hundred close to five hundred bucks in U.S. Uh, yeah. And the Insta three sixty link was you know coming in at that time. I think around two forty nine to three hundred bucks, depending on what day you caught it on and where where you were trying to get it from. So, uh, pretty decent camera, uh, as far as I can tell. The OBS spot uh, or ob spot is uh, also a newer 4K uh, compact camera that is out uh, that has the, the AI tracking sort of intelligently track you. You know, software is still crap, just like the Insta 360 software, like not accessible at all, uh, but it will track you as well. It has a bigger sensor, so uh, it gets more light on it. But yeah. 
iPhone, you know, here's the thing. When I was on AMI and I needed a camera and I didn't have time to go through and have somebody fiddle with the camera settings in an mm-hmm. app that was not accessible, what did I do? I grabbed my iPhone, I plugged it in, and I threw it on a little stand, and boom, there we go. I looked great. So that's one of the reasons I've been thinking about keeping Tia's. Now, I was using my iPhone 13 mini at that point. I was thinking about keeping Tia's 12 Pro Max around just to be like that dedicated webcam. Like the only thing I would have on it would be camo. Uh, maybe some recording apps just just in case, but right. mostly just camo. And, you know, it kind of lives in a holder. Uh, Bing, what is that phone? We're on the, we're coming up to the 15. So that phone is what, three years old? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, the battery probably isn't the best uh, that it could be. But keeping it around as a webcam, it could just stay plugged in if I needed it to. Uh, and also be an extra camera. I kind of want to keep my Mini. I don't know when I'm upgrading either for me, but I also want to keep my Mini just because, hey, it's the last Mini. You're never going to make it again. Uh, does your Mini, your Mini wouldn't have a better or an as good camera as your, or as TS12 Pro, would it? So, and that's the thing, like the only reason I was thinking about the 12 Pro Max was because it has three lenses. I don't know how often I would use like the extra zoom in lens or whatever. I don't even remember what the extra lens was on that. But the 13 Mini does have two lenses. So I more than likely would, I don't know what I'm going to end up doing. I'll probably still end up keeping both of them because I also thought about I need to update my, um, what are those thermometers that we got? Meter. Meter. Right, so I need to update my meter block because currently it is a iPhone six. Uh, <laughs> what what was the big one? The six plus. So it's yeah, currently it's an iPhone plus. six plus. Right, so I'm not getting any updates, which means at some point it's not going to get updates anymore. Period. So it is also has a crack in the screen. So I thought about using one of the phones to kind of be more not just a not just and also having a more modern phone with, with updates so here's my kind of theory right now my working theory is keep my 13 mini as, as the actual webcam because it's smaller more compact have the iphone 12 pro max as uh the meter block and also it's kind of like a home kit you know remote controller device we can have around okay. for different things uh but i i haven't decided one thing that's going to make a decision for me is if Apple comes out and says, oh, well, the 12 Pro Max, I know, the 15 Pro Max, or the, uh, there, there, there's some rumors that they may call it the Ultra, whatever, though. The big version of the Pro phone uh, goes from, I think it starts at 1100 now. Like, if that jumps up to, like, 1400 it's like, oh, mm. well, you know, we trading in everything. Give me yep. this iPad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. too. I ain't finished setting it up. We can get out of here. Sorry, kids, you ain't getting no iPads anymore. We've got to trade this in for a new phone. Got to trade it in. <laughs> got to trade it in. Need a new camera here. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So one thing, I don't know if you noticed, it's going back to a good timer that I was playing with the timer because I want to get used to using it too, um, that you know that VO command and a number for a hotspot will read that, right? It's the monitor keystroke. If yeah. voiceover is reading something, and you hit that command, voiceover reading something has to finish before it will read the results of that hotspot. And that might sound a little confusing, but it is kind of important when you're playing with timer applications. Um, So the best way to do it is to hit control to shut voiceover up and then hit the keystroke and that'll read it to you. Uh, But like, for example, voiceover's reading uh, notification and you hit that keystroke, it's not going to interrupt voiceover to read the time to you. It will read that time to you 
after voiceovers done reading what it was already reading. Which means that time is not the same. Yes. As it actually, it's not real time anymore because it just saved that, that message to its buffer. So when it got finished reading what it was reading, then it gave you what was in the buffer, which is at that point, you know, 10 seconds. Could be a couple on. seconds off for sure. So uh, if you're like, Michael, this keystroke isn't working, check your voiceover because uh, that could be what's going on. Is voiceovers trying to let you know what it originally wanted to tell you and then let you move on with your day. Oh, cool. I want to take a moment and one give a shout out and a thank you to all of our supporters that are supporting us through the tip jar we appreciate you also want to thank everybody that has been reaching out engaging on mastodon it's been awesome seeing the conversations michael just dropped me a mastodon message i think this morning about something going on with with Firefox. Well, Firefox on the Mac is still kind of, mm, <laughs> this version is good. All right. Great progress. I'm loving it. I can go back to using Firefox most of the time. Oh no. The next update comes out. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, uh, okay. I'm going back to Safari now because this is awful. I don't know what they did. Uh, but yeah, thanks to everybody that's been interacting on Mastodon. I want to mention Scout who, uh, Gave me a good tip. And after I got it, well, actually, after Tia translated the slang for me, I was like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. So, uh, glad Scout enjoyed uh, 24. Hope you enjoyed 25 as well. Tell a friend, please, everybody listening. Uh, but Scout mentioned uh, the uh, comment I made about the pizza and that Lincoln didn't like it because of the, the kind of, uh, you know, fire marks on the bottom or whatever. It's not burned. It's just blackened. I missed uh, this He also doesn't like grilled burgers for the same reason because of the char marks, right? Which is one of the reasons people like grilled burgers is because of the char marks. Uh, I just think my kid doesn't like something with grill marks on it. It's amazing. Uh, but Scout's recommendation was to use Evu, which I didn't know what that was. I'm going to see if Mike knows what it is. Use Evu on the outside of your burgers uh, because it has some health benefits as well as helping to reduce the charring or grill marks. I've never heard of this. E-V-O-O. I've never heard of this. So I was like, I don't know what that is. I got to look this up. I asked her, like, you ever heard of Evo? And she was like, no. I was like, yeah, somebody recommended trying it on the burgers to help reduce the the char marks or whatever. Uh, E-V-O-O. Extra virgin olive oil. Ah, I was like, ah, that makes sense. I had no idea what it was. I was going to go Google evil, which who knows where I would have got me. <laughs> uh, but appreciate the tip, Scout. And it made a, you know instant sense once I knew what it was because I remember uh, on occasions that I have uh, dipped a steak or something like that in uh, olive oil. The first time I did this, I didn't realize what was going to happen. It did not let me like char the outside, like sear the outside of my steak the way I wanted to, which was rather annoying because uh, I was going for a very seared outside. Uh, so, yeah, good deal. I will try that the next time I grill burgers for sure to see if they meet my son's uh, requirements of new char marks on his burger. I don't know where his kid is that from. Uh, anything you're excited about from Apple? No, you said you're not excited about the Apple thing at all. Yeah, there's not really much I can say that I'm excited about for Apple. We will be talking about it next time we are here for sure. Because oh yeah, because you know, we'll have to talk about what they did and what what we liked and what we didn't like. What new HomePods? I don't I don't want to go buy a HomePod right now, but I'm interested in a HomePod. But I don't want to go buy a new one because I know as soon as I buy one, 
Mm, no, they just updated the HomePods like oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah. There's a new big HomePod out, and then the HomePod Minis, I don't think, have been updated since they were released. Yeah, but that's the, what the, the bigger HomePod, HomePod was updated. It does have less in it than the original ones did, like not as many tweeters and all of that. I still want Apple to introduce a multi-device pairing Bluetooth keyboard that has Touch ID, or allow someone you had else to, add to do that so. Has Touch ID. Yes, I did. I had to add that has Touch ID, or allow someone else to make such a keyboard, right? Because um, um, I kind of this is what I want, right? And I can't be the only person that wants this because I can't be the only person. Well, that I know has you're more not. One we've, we've heard other people who want it for sure. It's like, man, you know, can can you do something about this, please? Like, you know, sometime soon. But uh, yeah, I forgot that you said there was nothing you were excited about. That I I was thinking for a second, like, oh, I didn't. We didn't give Mike a chance to say what he was thinking about the event. But you <laughs> opened it up when you asked me the question. There's nothing I'm excited about. Period. Like I don't I don't really care. Is is kind of my takeaway from. That. <laughs> I'm kind of there too, though. Like I'm interested to see. There are a couple of things I'm curious if the rumors are correct that I've heard, but as many people who've listened to me for a while know I don't necessarily follow the rumor site so <laughs> I have made guesses on the show well not this show but our previous show uh, that were instantly wrong because there was a rumor out there so he said this is happening I was like oh well you know this ain't gonna happen this year but oh the mic's like oh no they're actually 9 to 5 max says blah 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 it's like oh okay but uh, one thing I'm curious about is it, are they bringing the dynamic island to all of the phones uh, this year. Yeah. Uh, I suspect they are because I think a part of the reason it was only on the pros initially uh, last year for the 14s is because they had two separate chips. And I think something about the A, whatever it is, and the 14 pros required was required in order for that to function smoothly. Uh, and this year, the 15s, the standard phone non-pro versions, will get the current chips that are in the 14 pros right now. So, uh, I expect we'll see that. I'm curious uh, from anybody listening, do you make use of the dynamic island and do you find it, you know, at all helpful in, you know, your productivity or just your information gathering or just in your workflow in general? Like, do you find that dynamic island uh, useful? It's only going to apply to people with 14 pros or 14 pro maxes at this point, but still curious to know, especially if you're a voiceover user, but even if you're not, uh, I'm curious. Mallory loves the dynamic island. I was, that's what I was going to throw in there. Well, of course, say, especially does. if you're a voiceover user. But I forget what happened, and she's like, "Oh, that's cool. That gets updated in Dynamic Island." And just random little things that that she realizes get updated. I'm like, "Oh, well, good, good to know." So I'm curious from a voiceover user's perspective. Again, I want to know about anybody's like usage. Like, you know, if you like it and you 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 actually look forward to or depend on it being there for specific things. I'm curious. Like, I don't care if you use voiceover or not. The reason I threw in, if especially you're a voiceover user, is because I'm curious how that behaves with voiceover. Uh, do you have to actually go up there and tap this area of the screen in order to get the information? Does it periodically just tell you? Uh, is there a super secret, you know, tap combination that uh, nobody knows about because they don't have this phone or I don't know about because I don't have this phone uh, that will make it read just a dynamic. Like, I'm just curious if you're a voiceover user, you know, your, your usage of it. Mm. Uh, 
But if anybody depends on it being there, like I really don't care if you're a voiceover user or not, if it's something that has been incorporated into your expectations of how your phone is going to assist you throughout the day, uh, I'm curious to know. I will tell people who don't have a 14 Pro or Pro Max or have not turned on the Dynamic Island or didn't know it was there. uh, One way to get sort of a feel for how it works, if you're just curious, is turning on and what do they call them? Oh man, I'm not gonna remember what they call them. But basically, on your lock screen, you'll you'll continue continue to live see activities. updates. Ah, that's it. Live activities. Um, now I've seen these with say Fantastical. Let's say if I have a meeting coming up in 30 minutes, like if I were to open, and most times it does require you to open the app once you've gotten a notification about something, or or, or open the app in order for it to continue. You don't have to keep the app open, but it has to be open. So Fantastical, for example, supports this. If I were to have opened Fantastical at all within the past hour, well, mm-hmm. two hours ago, before we started recording, as we were getting towards this event, I would have saw a constant running update of how much time I had until technically working recording started uh, for me. Is that how uh, that works? Because I did not know why sometimes it would show up on my screen and other times it would not. Yeah, you have to have recently opened Fantastical uh, during the time that it would be sending you a notification. There's some configuration stuff in there, I think, too, for how like how long it'll show you. Like, do you want uh-huh. it 30 minutes before? But yeah, that's how it works for Fantastical. Most apps require you to have opened them. Uh, but you'll see it also with like Uber or Uber Eats or Grubhub and any of the delivery or part. Uh, does it work with Parcel? I might. I think. I think when I have deliveries that are there, it just persistently stays on the screen. Is that what you're talking about? So that's a different thing. So okay. parcel, parcel at that point, at least. So my parcel, and I'm assuming your parcel works the same way, because uh, I don't think it could live update me to my pet. That would be annoying though, because I can't see the map <laughs> and it would want to show me a map of like, oh, your package is around the corner. I don't know where it is, man. I just know it's out for delivery. It'll help me at all. Can somebody do something about that, please? Also, as a side note, like, I love the fact that Parcel and other apps like it will show me, will tell me my package is out for delivery and I can even see like, oh, it departed the US, you know, the UPS facility this morning at 7.30 a.m. Yep. and it's out for delivery. But the thing that I don't get to take advantage of is, um, hey, it shows me where it is on the truck, <laughs> right? Could somebody help with that, please? Like, if you have ideas, if you're a developer, if you know a developer, or even if you have ideas on how this may work that I could pass on or we could pass on to a developer, to like, hey, could you implement this? Uh, because sometimes it makes a difference. Like, if I'm waiting on a package I know I have to sign for, then I tend to not be able to leave the house. And that it'd be entire helpful if you day. knew if it was right around the corner versus yeah. still on the other side of town. Right. Because then I can make that quick run to, you know, wherever and come back. Uh, so, yeah, that, that that would be handy. But back to your initial question. So there are two different types of notifications. There's one that is called um, live, live activities is thing that will constantly update you. So it shows you changes in, in status. So fantastic out, for example, if I have an event coming mm-hmm. up, if I would open this at, you know, 425 up until the time that the event started, every time I picked up my phone and looked at the lock screen, there would have been a fantastical type widget on the screen that says, oh, there's 27 minutes until, you know, technically working. Right. You know, 25 minutes to technically work. You know, every time I picked up the phone. Right. That is a live activity type of thing. Uh, you'll see that with Uber as well. 
what you're talking about with parcel, at least the way parcel works for me, I do have those persistent notifications until I dismiss it. Even if I unlock my phone and lock it back, that parcel notification is still there. Those are, uh, what are they called? Because you can let those break through focus modes too, even if you have notifications. notifications. There you go. Yeah, that, yeah. that's not exactly yeah. what they're called, but yeah, yeah. those, those yeah. are thinking about the same thing. So that is where Parcel is getting that ability from to stay on your screen until you actually dismiss it is uh, the priority notifications thing. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I have that with a couple of apps. That makes sense because it, it's not keeping you updated, but it's making sure you're aware of that. Yeah, until you dismiss it, it will stay there. Uh, I have that set up for Fantastical as well. So like if I have an event coming up, you, I, I wish we could get a little bit more granular there with those, though. Because for Fantastical, for example, I don't need a persistent, you know, uh, priority alert about uh, my upcoming meeting that you just told me about. Like, but what I right. would like you to persist is when somebody sends me a calendar invite that I yes. need to do something about. Like, that's why I have it on for Fantastical. Uh, parcel is because I totally could miss parcel notifications and not know that there's a box sitting outside. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, might want to get that. So that's good. Um. What else do I have it turned on for? I do not have it on for messages uh, at all mm. because I tend to, in focus modes, I will allow notifications or, or uh, I will allow certain people to break through. And like, however they choose to contact me, they'll get through uh, at that point. To me, that's a little bit, that, that gives me kind of more control over the granularity of what breaks through because sometimes it's a meeting. And if I'm, if I'm in my meeting or recording focus mode, um, you know, because recording also applies to, hey, I'm guest appearing with Michael on AMI. Uh, kind of don't want, you know, my phone just ringing in the middle of that. Makes me right. look very amateur. Amateur. Makes you look like makes I don't know what like I'm doing. Amateur. There you go. That was what I was, you know, that was the point of what I was saying. But yeah. I wanted to use that other big word that I can't pronounce. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it makes me look like an amateur. Uh, and, and it would also go against me yelling at, well, yelling at my phone when you hear other people doing, uh, interviews on podcasts or something and like you hear their phone just constantly dinging in the background ding like jesus do you have your notifications on for mail seriously <laughs> like turn that off man like oh your amazon package is shipped oh yeah. you know yeah. your amazon package will be here in three days yeah like you know no turn off your mail notifications use vips right which is what i do uh, that's why demasi gets notifications while recording when i forward him emails yep so I make very heavy use because I don't like, I don't need an email notification for most emails that come in. VIPs work well enough for me to say certain people are VIPs uh, very much. I, and I use that in the same way that I now make use of allowing people through focus modes because if Tia calls me first, Tia can see my calendar. Uh, she may not understand what the, you know, <laughs> what it is. I'm doing, Cryptic title but, means. But she sees I have something going on at this time from 1 to one thirty. So, you know, she's not going to call me unless there's a real problem uh, or even text me unless there's a real problem during this situation. Like, I mean, if it's something like she just wants me to be aware of, she may send a text message. Cool. Because, you know, it's not going to interrupt anything. Call me. Uh, she's not going to call unless there's a problem. Like, hey, we got to go get one of the kids because this happened or, or something along those lines. Or, hey, uh, just so you're aware, the front of the house is kind of burning up. <laughs> kind of important. You know, kind of important. You may want to uh, try to get out of here. You know, uh, I realize you're in the middle of doing this super important thing. But, uh, yeah, the house is kind of burning up over here. I know so, AMI wants some good video, but... <laughs> 
probably not that good. <laughs> uh, they probably don't want you being a live on the ground reporter at your house bars now. Yeah, safety first. Show. Safety first. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I use uh, so I let people through more so than apps on focus mode. There are a few apps that, when it comes to focus mode, not all of them, but in, I'm going to say the majority of them, uh, I will let through across focus mode. So fantastic how being one of those, cause I don't want to be, you know, deeply into something working where I don't want any distractions and then miss a meeting. Uh, cause you know, maybe the thing I was working on was for that meeting. Right. Uh, Stripe is one that I let come through, uh, just about everything. And the only reason is not because I, I, I mean, I do care when people pay their invoices. No, I, I'm not, I don't want to give that impression, but more so, uh, I've always given Stripe, the Stripe app on iOS, uh, whatever permissions I can give it to send me notifications. Because what I really want to know about, what I care more about, even if people paying their invoices, is if I get a charge back. Because I want to be on top of that instantly. I do not want that to slip. Nope. Never got one. But you don't want to get but one. But if I get be- one... <laughs> I want to be able to be like, all right, stop the presses. Everybody got to sit in the still for a second. What in the heck is going on? Yeah. Because in those cases, when someone does a chargeback, you as the seller, uh, in this case, have to defend yourself. Like you're, you're guilty until proven innocent at that point. Uh, so I want to, I, I want the most amount of time I have to try to defend against that and, and justify like why you should not be taking this person's money back away from me because they got what they paid for. Uh, and they're also detailed and they also want a lot of documentation. So yeah, I want to know about those instantly. Yeah. They give you the most amount of uh, time to, to get to that addressing taken care of. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Stripe is one of those, uh, and you know, also, as a side effect, when people pay invoices, I see that too, uh, which is like, oh, Stripe invoice paid, which is kind of maybe I should go turn that off. So on the Stripe app, I think it, it, it used to be this way. I think it still is this way. You can actually turn on and off the, the specific notifications you want from Stripe from within the app. Uh, I may turn off that you just got paid, you know, money notifications because it's kind of I can kind of feel myself getting to the point that when I see Stripe, like I won't even look at it. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you know, like I'll yeah. tap my watch and I'll look at oh stripe. Okay, well never mind, right? Which is completely the other end of the spectrum of why I have stripe notifications coming to my watch anyway, right? right? Or, or you know, so I'll probably turn off the old money thing, so I don't see any stripe notifications unless. And you get an email too, or did you turn that off already? No, I get email, so yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I'll know yeah. people pay their invoices that way. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing that I have a request for. I know we're not seeing this in 17. I don't know if we'll ever see this. I really want more granular control between which notifications for an app go to my watch versus which notifications do not. Or which notifications from an app go, you know, are able to show up on the lock screen versus what just gets silently delivered to Notification Center. Uh, So an example of that, using Stripe, right? I do like to know that somebody paid an invoice. Because right. it lets me know I have money. Uh, Which is a good <clears> feeling. Or in the case of some instances, like, oh, okay, I can go ahead and start on this project or whatever because they they actually paid the deposit. So let's get to work. Um, but I don't necessarily need that to hit my watch. I do want chargebacks to hit my watch. Uh, I do want, you know, money transfers that are initiated to hit my watch because, you know, what if I didn't do it? <laughs> like, hey, hold on. What happened here? Yeah. Uh, so 
you know, Fantastic again is another instance of this. Like, I would like to be able to have notifications for upcoming events. I like to get notified 24 hours ahead of time. That's one of my default alerts for an event is notify me 24 hours ahead of time. That one I don't really need going to my watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just more or less like, you know, yesterday at five o'clock, I got a notification. Technically working recorded tomorrow, right? Yeah. That will remind me one that, hey, you do have, I mean, technically working is not a, is a bad example of, of why that exists, but, you know, uh, it is a default alert for the fact that, like, oh, I may have forgotten I had this meeting set up with this person because it was booked, you know, two weeks ago, right? So it lets me know, oh, tomorrow you do have something on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, in the case of technical, technically working and the reason I have not turned it off is sometimes me and Mike have to move our schedule around. Those of you listening live may have noticed uh, this happens from time to time. It'll remind me to check with Mike to be like, hey, do we need to move anything? Uh, or for me to remember to tell Mike, like, hey, we got to move this. So right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good just, check. Just gives you that reminder. Exactly. So. I want more granular notifications is what I'm saying. Keep wanting. Probably won't uh, happen. Probably not going to happen. I'll tell you how to solve that, Demasi. Switch to Android. Use that pixel you found. I was going to say, like, I wonder if switching over to Android and getting a pixel watch, if, if they have that level of granularity. But I wonder how much of this and legitimately is the operating system providing the hooks versus developers providing the functionality, right? Yeah. Because look at the Stripe app, for example, it's a good example. I can, I can turn on and off different notifications inside of the Stripe app, but only have one system wide adjustment for whether or not I get notifications from the Stripe app and whether or not they're high priority, high priority or not. Uh, Again, that's another thing I want more granular control over is, you know, what notifications, and I think this is more of an app developer thing here, which notifications are actually considered high priority, right? So, you know, take, uh, I keep picking on Fantastica. Uh, let's say uh, Slack. I think Slack actually does does this and does it right. So I think within Slack, I can say a DM to me in Slack should be a high priority notification. So persist that on my lock screen until I dismiss it, it hits the lock screen, et cetera, boom. Mm. A normal mention in a channel is not a high priority because, you know, uh, I don't want that persisting because it probably is just somebody just mentioning me because you're like, oh yeah, me and, you know, depending on the channel, right? I think it does that. If it doesn't, it should, but I think it does do that, right? So it lets me, gives me more granular control over what is a, high priority notification versus what is just a normal notification that behaves like all the other notifications because I feel like high priority I need to see that like my package being delivered is a high priority notification for me right right the fact that it is out for shipping I I mean I care but it doesn't have to persist on my screen to just be like oh here's the thing like no okay you let me know if I miss it fine but when it's delivered yeah probably should get that probably good to know especially if it's raining outside good to know yeah yeah, or if it's a twelve hundred dollar freaking phone somebody left <laughs> on your porch, you know, just saying, yeah. get a signature didn't even knock or something. Like, yeah, I really kind of want to know that that's it. Toss there. it on the on the doorstep. Who cares? Uh huh. Yeah. Like, oh, this is not nothing important. It's just a round box. Yeah. It's it's only from Apple. It, it's shaped like a phone, but it's nothing important. We'll just toss yeah. it on the porch. No, nobody cares. You know. Yeah. 
Well, good. Uh, Demasi said thank you to our subscribers, people who support Technically Working. We've seen some great uh, engagement on Mastodon, uh, some changes coming up uh, that, that have slowly been happening. Um, we'll talk more about those next week because we're getting at the point where I need to go start making some dinner. So uh, anything else you want to mention before we wrap it up today, Demasi? Nope, because I just went on a whole unintentional rant about notification. So appreciate you listening, man. Thanks for letting me have the soapbox, people. <laughs> but nope, we'll be back with more stuff next week. Keep your feedback coming to us on, I guess there is more stuff I want to mention. Uh, <laughs> keep your feedback coming to us on Mastodon. Again, the engagement has been great. Uh, as you see or as you hear, I say this all the time. I may not instantly respond to you on Mastodon. I will address your question, comment, et cetera, at some point. Thanks to whoever just followed me about five minutes ago, too. Uh, usually on the show. So, you know, unless it's not show content, and then I'll eventually reply to you at some point. I'm still figuring out how to use Mastodon. I'm old. I don't know what I'm doing. He just needs to get in there and start using it because it's not that hard. He just needs to just start really using not. it. I'm just making up some random un- unnecessary excuse here. Uh-huh. But I will reply when it's necessary. However, if you do like Scout does and, and occasionally mentions, you know, not, you know, routinely mentions content for this show, uh, I like bringing that back into the show as well. So, you know, again, don't don't take it personally if i don't instantly respond to you but you could Uh, tell us what settings you change and we'll bring that into the show absolutely and um we'll we'll figure out some ways yeah we're gonna do that show it's gonna be an interesting show uh if you got windows listen we're sticking to mac os or windows so if you're a a you know windows user share those because i want to give a counterpoint to what me and michael are going to be talking about so i'm probably going to reach out to uh mr priest on yeah. And see if he will be willing to provide us with a recording that we can play in for you on some of the things that he changes. Just so you get a different voice, too. You know, there you go. Tired of hearing me talk all the time, anyway. Don't this dude ever shut up? Where's the dog? He has more energy. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, we appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for listening to us. If you're listening live, we truly appreciate it. I am not looking in Club Deck at the moment, so I have no idea who is there. Michael's put it his phone on the side of the room. Oh, well, thanks, Tia. Yep. Hang it out. No, she's yep. probably going to start going making dinner, too, because she's like, oh, they're almost done. Good. I can go cook. Uh, appreciate everybody who listens as well. Stay subscribed. Tell your friends about the show. We and people are telling we friends. Appreciate it. They numbers, are. They, like, the numbers, numbers are, are people going telling to, friends. Yeah, so we appreciate it, man. Keep sharing. Keep sharing. And if you have feedback, uh, Mastodon is obviously a great place to do that. Uh, or, uh, what's that email address? TWYourOwnPay.com. There you go. And you can get the show notes at YourOwnPay.com slash TW. <laughs>